welcome to Rising Moons podcast episode six. With a guest star today, we have Star. Uh, thank you for joining the show for us today. And we're going to be talking about just random topics of, you know, Asian male, white female, and things about where you currently live at. And you're going to give us a brief description or a brief little story about yourself. I'm Star. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Brief story about myself. So I'm I'm from America. Back in 2018, I moved from the United States to South Korea, where I've been living ever since. Uh, I've been doing a couple different jobs here: modeling, English teaching, tutoring, dancing, dance teaching, things like that. Um, yeah, just, uh, just waiting until my next big move, basically. <laughs> wow, that's, that's quite a, quite an adventure, you know, definitely different careers, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's been a wild ride here. <laughs> did, did you come to uh, Korea because of modeling or what was the reason? No, actually, um, so I went to university for English, so or like to teach English to speakers of other languages. Mm-hmm. And uh, Korea has this thing where they give English teachers, like a school will sponsor you, and that school will provide a plane ticket for you to get to Korea, a free apartment while you're there, and a free plane ticket to get back home. So I'm like, wow, all expenses paid trip to Korea for a year? awesome and then i just kind of got stuck here for three years so uh like i always came to korea for like the purpose of teaching english but then like along the way i made a lot of friends in the entertainment industry here and they're like you have a face for modeling you've been so great at like planning all these events you're very hospitable people like you so let's get you out there more. I'm like, all right, cool. That's fine. I'll I'll do whatever. It's cool. I'm chill. So it's just been like people recommending things to me to like push me in that direction, you know? Mm-hmm. How was the first year of like the living situation? Is it really nice? Are they very accommodating? So uh, when you come to Korea, like your school, they'll either give you a free apartment or they will give you a housing allowance and you pick your apartment and they give you money to pay rent for that apartment. Mm. So I chose the housing allowance and then I just went on like Craigslist and found some roommates. They're like super chill, really cool. They could have been murderers when I arrived (laughs) in Korea. I arrived and I'm like, wait, what if these are not real people? They are from Craigslist. Wait, Craigslist is a thing in Korea? Yeah, Craigslist is worldwide. Oh my god. Like, it's everywhere. Everyone uses Craigslist. (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. (laughs) But, like, so I was a bit anxious when I got here. But, like, I was already already friends with them on Facebook and everything. And they Mm -hmm. seemed super chill. Okay. But, um... Yeah, like, we had a really nice apartment. Uh, We just moved into a new apartment, all of us together. My old roommate, we moved together to our new place together. Wow. How many? Take a shot every time I say together, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And um, 
And so like my living situation has been really easy. They've made living in Korea like easier for me than it would be for others because like they've lived here for years and years and years and they've really shown me the ropes and made this like a super easy transition for me. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. So Yeah. Have you so you've had roommates before moving to Korea? No. Um I moved straight out of my childhood home to Korea like I mean prior to this I had like I had road tripped from my hometown Mm -hmm. to uh the west coast which is like a four a four day drive like if you're really busting ass it's a four day drive but it should really take you like two weeks (laughs) yeah (laughs) But I did it in four days. Oh, wow. Nice. (laughs) Where were you going? Like, man, four days? Yeah, four days to get to Oregon with a cat. It was amazing. That's pretty badass. In my my little 1998 Volkswagen (laughs) New Beetle. (laughs) That's what's up. Um, So I was, like, homeless in Oregon. (laughs) Just living out of my car with my cat. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do this. So yeah. I like drove back home and my car broke down on the way in oh, Wyoming. no, no. So like my mom and my brother had to come and get me. <laughs> and they like towed my car home. And now my car is just like a nice lawn ornament. <laughs> it's still there. Home. It's still there. Because I can't to get rid of it i love it too much oh man. no one wants it anyways it doesn't have a working engine <laughs> do you ever have plans on fixing it or is this gonna be an ornament for the rest of the time oh just gonna be an ornament until i can like until i can look at him and be like you know what cosmo it's your time <laughs> and your then car's name cosmo him. Yeah, because he's green, so he reminds me of Cosmo from the Fairly Odd Parent. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get Wanda now, right? Where's Wanda? Okay, actually, here in Korea, there is a pink Volkswagen New Beetle that I do call Wanda, <laughs> and she is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. But oh her man, her hubcaps are daisies. Oh, so it's okay. like okay. kind of like the Maybe only redeeming feature, right? <laughs> the daisy hubcaps, yeah. I really like flowers. So. Is Daisy your favorite? Hell no. No. I mean, it's my favorite perfume, Daisy by Marc Jacobs, but like oh, okay. my favorite flower is a chrysanthemum. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, it's like a it's the birth flower for November, actually. Oh. It's like the representative flower for autumn. Oh. It represents like um uh, compassion and um, beauty in all things. Ooh, that's pretty deep. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'll, have to look, I'll have to look it up after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually funny. There's a Wanda car in, in Korea. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate Wanda. She's always hanging out with Ferraris. Oh, kind of wow. jealous. Dang, jealous. Yeah. Upgraded from it's... the Volkswagen, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like her. They like her humps. <laughs> yeah. All the curves as well, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty aerodynamic, right? Maybe? 
Oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> it's got the curves going on. Maybe a little too curvy. <laughs> so how was uh, the transition? I always like hearing stories about first timers and living with roommates. How was that for you? Oh, well, uh, I mean, I think it was fine. Like, yeah, my my roommates are pretty chill. Like, we're all um, like Westerners. Like, one of us okay. is Canadian. Okay. The the other roommate's Irish, and the previous roommate was also Irish. So, like, mm. we're all pretty chill, down to earth. Like, that's nice. Party people. <laughs> so, like, we we get along well. Like, there's a bit of an age gap, but okay. uh. That just means that they're like more understanding of me being a psycho when it comes to partying and being out until like seven o'clock the next day. Yeah. Or like getting home from partying on a weekday at 5 a.m., sleeping for 30 minutes and then going to work. Like, <laughs> they're really understanding because they're like, ah, oh, yeah, that used to be me. <laughs> That's funny. That's some good, good roommates right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I like how you met him on Craigslist too. <laughs> yeah, I I really lucked out with my uh, with my choices because I got my job on Craigslist too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Hey, don't knock on Craigslist. I know it gets a bad rep, but don't knock on it. I mean, yeah, Craigslist is pretty great, honestly. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for giving that brief story about yourself, Star. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's wonderful. Um, so I know you kind of, yeah, you kind of already gave a little brief of when and how long you've lived in Korea for. Um, we can like skip that one exactly. Uh, so why Korea of all places? Uh, entirely for that free plane ticket, that free apartment and that free plane ticket home. Like those just really sealed the deal as like a poor broke college student that didn't want to live at her mom's house anymore <laughs> like it made it really easy for me to like get the fuck out <laughs> right. and and like it it's not great money like in america but in korea it's a pretty livable wage that i have mm -hmm. um like cost of living is a little bit high here and like fruits and vegetables are ridiculously expensive really? but give us a give us well, like an example okay so like a green bell pepper mm -hmm. where i live costs 79 cents right right or like maybe 60 cents mate yeah a, a green bell pepper in korea costs five dollars five dollars like for five dollars for one. Oh my god Wow, it's like a yeah, Dallas and, and that's not even an organic one. So what? that's the, right. <laughs> so an organic is like what twice the price? Oh my god, it'd be like seven dollars. Oh, my it'd be god. ridiculous. Oh my god, that's ridiculous for just one. Whew. Wow. Oh, graham crackers. Like also, a box of graham crackers is fifteen dollars. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Oh I wanted to make s'mores one time, and I was just depressed. <laughs> you can't even feel the joy out of it, you know? You're like, I'm eating $15 worth of graham crackers. 
I know. It's like, this is only worthy for cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) What else would you say is like the most ridiculous price uh, food item that you've come across? Is it graham crackers? Uh, I wouldn't say graham crackers. I would say like, uh, hmm, probably canned whipped cream or like, um, a family sized bag of Tostitos, like tortilla (laughs) chips is like $20. (laughs) no way what i go down to the foreign food mart and i cry every time i see like tostitos salsa and it's like 15 dollars <laughs> for this tiny jar what? and i'm like well i guess that's crazy so does that mean that like, they so they import all that right yeah oh my gosh that is expensive Ooh. um a pound of bacon from Costco is seventeen dollars. What? Wait, they have a Costco in, in Korea? Yeah, they have Costco's everywhere. That's the true. largest. Like bulk stores are all in Korea. Like Costco, <laughs> the largest IKEA in the world is in Korea. What? Like, wow. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, I think like what last year or was it this year that they just opened up a Costco in China? Oh, know. really? I can't remember. I think so. But, damn. <coughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's totally good. <laughs> Man, I, I just, I can't fathom myself paying that much. Have you ever bought it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I started having people be like, hey, can you send me, like, real Doritos from America, please? Wait, they asked you that? Doritos fucking suck. What? Wait, why does it suck? Okay, Korea has a bad habit of putting sugar on everything. (laughs) There's, like, the nacho cheese Doritos are sweet. The Cheetos are sweet. The garlic bread is sweet. It all has granulated sugar on it. And you're just like, oh my god, why? Do a lot of people have, like, diabetes there? No, but then, like, you go to buy cake and it's not sweet. The what? icing is not sweet. It's like what? you're putting sugar into the wrong thing. <laughs> what is wrong with their taste buds? It's depressing. That is weird. You expect a cake to be sweet, but not bread. You know, like I hate when bread. I take a bite of the cake and it just tastes like <laughs> sad, wet bread. And I'm oh, like, that's gross. Ugh. I hate this. <sighs> oh man so whenever you go back to the states does it kind of like ruin your appetite whenever you see like something that should be sweet but you're like i don't know if it's gonna be sweet i mean i haven't gone back to the states since i've moved to korea oh okay. but you best believe that when i get back to the states i'm gonna be eating all of the cheddar bay biscuits from red lobster and oh, all of the breadsticks from olive garden Right. And all of the freaking Texas toast in the world from Te- Raising Cane's. Oh, like, yes. I love Raising Cane's. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's the best toast I've ever had in yes. my life. Yes. Yes. For those people that are knocking on Raising Cane's, no. 
Okay, yeah. but like fuck that cane sauce though. Honey mustard all the way. Yo, I love I, okay, I do like raisin cane honey sauce, mustard. but honey mustard is actually really good. The honey but, mustard is great. I always I think like the cane sauce has horseradish in it. So really? it's not really my thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um I always like to replace uh like the coleslaw or whatever for like an extra side of extra uh, toast. Yes, yeah. You always yes. gotta get extra toast. Always. And you always have to get like the biggest iced tea that you can. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. They have Arnold Palmer's at Canes, right? Yeah, or, they like, do. You can make one. Yeah, you can make oh, one. Yes. You can make one too. Yeah. Arnold Palmer's don't exist yeah. in Korea. What? But they love golf. I don't understand. How? How does that? I don't get it. <laughs> Arnold Palmer is synonymous with golf. And Korea doesn't have any land to have, like, golf courses, so they have, like, a lot of screen golf places. Really? Oh, like, yeah. uh, like virtual golf? golf. Oh. Yeah. Like, they'll just, they'll have, like, the full golf set, mm-hmm. but then they'll, like, they'll tee off on a fake golf ball, yeah. and it'll just be, like, ooh, on a screen, and you're just, like, that's depressing. <laughs> There's, like, I think five golf clubs golf courses i mean in the entirety of korea but don't quote me on that because i don't follow the world of korean golf (laughs) they're gonna come after you like no there's definitely more than five okay there's six (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna be like how dare you slander korea this way (laughs) yeah i know right now all the westerners aren't gonna come over here for golf jeez Um, but you didn't mention like a free plane ticket. Like, since you've lived there for longer than a year, do you still get that option or no? No, it really depends because, um, like I switched to a new school. If I would have stayed with my with my previous school and I would have left Korea from them, then yes, they would have provided me with a plane ticket. So when you do switch schools, if you're already in Korea, then they might not offer you that because like, oh, you didn't have to fly in. Mm. But I'm very lucky with the school that I have right now because they're like, okay, well, uh, like in my contract, it says that at the end of my contract, they will either provide me with a plane ticket home or they will provide me with a monetary equivalent if I decide to like go work at another school in Korea. So either I get a plane ticket or I get eight hundred dollars. So yeah, <laughs> and you're like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, like I'm taking that plane ticket. I'm coming back. Uh, oh wait, eight hundred eight hundred dollars to go back or stay? Um, if I'm staying in Korea, then they give eight hundred dollars. But if I'm going home, then they give me a plane ticket. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's nice that they gave you options. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, with this new school, do you essentially just stay and then you have to pay for your plane ticket back? If you deci- uh, if you ever decide, you know. If I decide to stay at this school, then I'll still have that in my contract for the next year. Oh, okay. Um, but. I've already told them I'm not staying. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Our, so contracts are are based per year, right? Or can, yeah. it, can it differentiate? 
usually they're February to February or August to August. Why February to um, February or August to August? Is that their school time? Yeah, so uh, the beginning of the school year is in February. Or, like, the end of the school year is in February. That's, like, well, I should say, like, the start of their first semester is February. And the start of their second semester is August. So, uh, school in Korea, if you teach at, like, a hagwon, which is an academy, mm-hmm. which those are basically, like, shadow schools, I guess. Okay. okay. Um, you send your You send your kids to these kinds of schools to get, like supplementary education on top of their full-time like elementary middle high school or like even adult education that they attend wow and like kids in korea they go to school from like 7 a.m to like 10 p.m because they spend so much time at different academies so like i have the academy i work at is what we call u2 on so it's a daycare and also an english academy so we have we have five to seven year olds, which that's the daycare part, and they go home at three. And then at three o'clock until five thirty, we have um, the kids that finished elementary school at two, and they come in for their supplementary education at three, and then they leave at five. And then they'll either go home or they'll go to a different kind of supplementary education or um, they'll like go to grandma's house or something. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, <laughs> Whatever they do. But yeah. Um, so the kind of school I work at is year round. There's no like, there's no extended like vacation, but okay. usually the kids will have like a summer vacation and the winter vacation if they attend like a public school right but like private schools and hagwons um are usually year-round wow that's intensive yeah it's uh really not good for the mental health of the children yeah i could imagine and that goes until they turn at what age so um the full-time they leave the full-time daycare at seven years old which is when they start kindergarten right or like that's when they start first grade i guess and um then when they're in first grade if they went to the school that i teach at if they went to my school from the time they were five until they went went into first grade then they will automatically be tested into um the elementary after school class that I teach currently like the level that I teach okay so there's there's like so many different levels and mine is like uh like intermediate english level okay so if they went to my school from like ages 5 to age 7 then they would automatically join my intermediate English after school class when they're in first grade, if their parents chose to let them still attend the school. Right. <sighs> the school is really great for kids. That's good. Honestly. The teachers are a little overworked. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> I mean, especially since if you're saying from essentially 7 to 10 p.m., right? I mean, 
Well, the kids go to school from 7 to 10 p.m. They go to my school from 9 to 2 30. Mm-hmm. And then I get another batch of kids from 3 to 5. Okay. So I only work right. uh, 9 to 5 30. Which is not <laughs> but bad. I always, yeah, but I always come in at 8. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta always like get there eight. early. Yeah, from like 8 to 8.30, I arrive, do some morning stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. So my next question is, so after experiencing two different cultures, what would you say is the biggest culture shock? Well, before I came to Korea, I did a lot of research. And like also when... Like, before I decided to move here, I did visit to make sure that I would like it and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the like, the articles and the YouTubers, like, prepared me pretty well. So I wasn't too shocked when I got here. Like, I knew that I wasn't going to have the same rights as Koreans. I knew that I was going to experience a lot of the like racism and xenophobia that I have experienced here like that was easy peasy to deal with because I already had to deal with that in America so it's fine (laughs) 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 um but uh I think it wasn't as much culture shock for me as it was like I was sad that there's like there's no school spirit here like they don't have like the high schools don't have sports teams the colleges don't have sports teams really yes like if the kids want to play sports then they have to go to a hagwon like a taekwondo hagwon or a soccer oh. hagwon or a basketball hagwon or like fencing like they have these academies for everything that's why the kids go to school until 10 because like some of these are like fun academies right there's even swimming academies so like my school is also a swim academy i teach swimming as well yeah (laughs) so like (laughs) like i think i just felt really sad because like i was always so like into school spirit like go bucks or like Yeah, my high school team that I'm not going to give away. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't have that there. Yeah, but they'd always be like, they'd be like, oh, where are you from? Oh, you know LeBron James? I'm like, (laughs) like, I mean, I don't know him. (laughs) But like, they'd be like, oh, I love Michael Jordan. I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) They're like, they bring up Kobe Bryant at all? Oh my gosh, no one mentioned Kobe Bryant. Like, they probably like Kobe, but, like, I'm not from where Kobe's from, so. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so they only mentioned the, like, basketball players from, like, my my surrounding area. Yeah, surrounding area, yeah. Oh my gosh. But, um, like, so they really like sports. Uh, They play a lot of, like, sports recreationally, Mm -hmm. but it's just, like, there's no, their schools don't even have mascots what right so literally no no school spirit yeah 
they have school colors, but there's no school mascot. There's no school sports teams. There's like, they they have rival schools, but it's all like academic rivals. It's not oh, like, right. like sports rivals. And like, yeah, when I was in school, I was like kind of pissed that like all of our money went into sports and not into arts and stuff. But like, that doesn't mean that I didn't like going to football games any less. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I feel like sports are like a good way to like bring people together. Mm-hmm. And like, especially with how competitive this country is, I feel like they need some school spirit. At yeah. least for the high schoolers. Yeah. And they also, they don't have, like, school dances. What? Like, there's no prom. There's no homecoming. Wow. There's, like, it makes me really sad that it's such, like, an academically inclined country. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like the kids don't get to, like, have any fun when they're in, like, high school and middle school. Still such an old traditional mindset, right? Yeah. So I feel like... I guess that would have to be the culture shock for me is like with they like praise their like upcoming generation for like being the future of their country, but they're killing the future of their country. They're killing their creativity. They're killing their individuality before they've even gotten a start on that. And so I think that's my like biggest culture shock or like my biggest that's a pretty shock for me too, you know. I mean, yeah. If I had, if I was limited to, you know, mainly doing one thing, oh man, I'd be, I would not be having it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is crazy. All right, next question: What was one thing that you struggled the most in order to get used to when moving to Korea? Bro, have you seen a map of the South Korean subway system? No, I have not. Looking at it, you will have a stroke. Is it that bad? Like, it is... It is the most complicated thing I've ever seen. Okay, I'm gonna Google this right now, okay? (laughs) Okay. Like, do Seoul Metro Map. S-E-O-U-L Metro Map. Okay. What? Yeah. So there's lines one through nine, and then there's like Kangyan, there's the Everline, there's Incheon One, Incheon Two, Yijongbu Line, Gyeonggi-Jungang Line, Bundang Line, Shinbundang Line. Like there's so many lines, and like some of them, like they'll branch off. Like you'll have to get off at a platform at a stop and transfer to another platform to take another train to go down one of those little branches. Or, like, you'll stop at a metro station and it'll be like, oh, this is the last stop for this train. You have to wait for the next train on on a different platform. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what? Where do I go now? <laughs> and then, like, you just get lost and it's stressful. <laughs> I still get lost to this day and I have used the metro every single day for the past <laughs> three years and some change. Like... <laughs> I'm literally looking at this and the it's just like what the fuck is going on here? I have six different apps on my phone <laughs> to help me navigate my way to new places and it's killer. Like 
I have oh Kakao Map. I have Kakao yeah. Bus. I have Kakao Metro. I have Neighbor Map. I have Kakao Taxi. Like, I have all of these apps to keep me from fucking up, and I still manage to at Wait, least. Wait, so this like, is this is going through the city, right? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> this this Metro Map. This isn't just Seoul. This is also Incheon. It's also Northern Gyeonggi-do. It's also Eastern Gyeonggi-do. How are you supposed it's to also know? Southern Gyeonggi-do. It's also Suwon. Like, it, it's also like the Gimpo area. Like, <sighs> how are you supposed to know? I I I don't even know. <laughs> oh my god, that is. I do like, not want to look at that again. I'm pretty good now. Yeah. Like. I know a lot of places that I can get to, like, like, oh, I can take this, I can take this bus to this station, yeah, and then yeah. I can walk out of this exit at this station to get to here, or like, I can be like, oh, I'll take this bus transfer to this bus, take it down this way, da da da, da or yeah. like whatever. But <laughs> sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm about to spend two and a half hours <laughs> on this train. I hope I don't need to transfer or, like, even... Tra- there was one time <laughs> where, like, I was taking the train outside of Seoul mm-hmm. to go to work. And I heard it say... It said it in English. It's like, this is the last stop for this train. And I'm like, no, I just need to get off at the next station. <laughs> and then, like, so I didn't get off the train. And then it started going back. The opposite oh, no. direction that I just came, and I'm like, "Oh," because it was like 15 minutes between subway stops. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! So you, yeah, <laughs> so it took you longer to. <laughs> I was not having it. I was irritated. <laughs> oh my god! What the heck? That's crazy. <laughs> you know, <gasps> you know, like what country does have a good subway system? Japan. Not Japan. <laughs> what? Not Japan? I Not think, Japan. I, I think their subway system is actually pretty easy to navigate. So, uh, one of my current co-workers, he came to Korea from Japan. Yeah. He's like, oh no, the Japanese subway system is hell. Really? Because all of the lines, like, certain sections of them are privately owned. I thought so, it was like, so once easy. It ends, <laughs> he's like, some of the parts of the subway lines are privately owned. So, in order to continue on that subway line, you'll have to transfer on the same platform to a different train that's owned by the other company that owns the other private part of the line. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm like, that's too much for me. Like, I don't why know. is it a privately owned subway? I don't know. Because, like, what part of Japan? Because, like, I was in Tokyo. Um, I was I vi- I went to visit Tokyo in, in 2017, and. I found it super easy. Uh, like, I think the second or third day, I, I like, it was super easy for me. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just, just me, but I thought. Did was... they really have people like pushing to like compress people into the train? Mm, in certain like, it... hours? <laughs> yes. Yeah. In, in, cer- in certain places, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> certain, certain places are just. There are so many people. Oh my gosh. You're just like crammed. <laughs> it was a dead. Oh. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I guess maybe to him the 
the subway is really bad, but I thought it was actually pretty easy. Like, yeah, maybe he just didn't know how to navigate it like a boss. <laughs> I know, right? Like, me looking, comparing to this, uh, to the Seoul uh, Metro map, to how I saw the map in Japan, I don't know, I think, I think the one in Korea is a lot harder. <laughs> I mean, like, I understand it now. Right. But, like, I studied that map for, like, hours before I even got on my first plane to Korea. And <laughs> my friends, they were, like, like, my Korean friends, they're, like, oh, is there anything you want to know before you get here? And I would just send them a map of the metro, and I'm, like, how? How do I do this? And they're, like, here, download this app, this app, and this app. And I'm, like, oh, thank God. When you have to download multiple apps, that's when you know it's confusing as fuck. Well, so there's an app for the Metro map. There's an app for the entire map of Korea. And then there's an app for the buses as well. So, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Both, yeah. And they're all under the same company, which is all, which is called Kakao. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kakao's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like the Kakao messaging app, and then there's Kakao bus, Kakao metro, Kakao map, Kakao taxi, mm-hmm. um, and then I think there's also like Kakao pay. Like there's so many Kakao apps. There are. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I use Kakao for almost everything. The only thing I don't have is a Kakao bank account. <laughs> you're one step closer, but you're leaving anyways, so you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> People keep trying to send me money on Kakao Pay, and I'm just like, bitch, I don't have Kakao Pay. <laughs> Guys, take a shot every time I say Kakao. <laughs> yeah, like, I use Venmo, all right? Use Cash App, all right? Come on. But, like, doing a bank transfer here is so easy. Someone's just like, what's your bank info? And you're like, here's my bank number. Mm-hmm. Send it. That's it? Like, I sent it. Did you get it? And I'm like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> like, even when you're getting a refund, it's like boom, immediate. There's yeah. no waiting, like there's no waiting fucking five to seven to ten business days for it to show up in your account. And if it doesn't show up in your account, then to like file a dispute. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. it's immediate. <laughs> That's really nice, actually. That's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. Why can't US banks do that? It'd be so much easier. I know, right? Right? What are you doing with my money? Come on. You know? Shit. Right? You took it out so fast. Why is it taking so long yeah, to put it back in? Exactly. God. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Okay, next one. What did you find surprisingly easy to get used to? I would have to say, like, there's a certain way to, like, haggle for prices here. Oh, okay. So, like, um, I do a lot of shopping in like the like fashion forward areas. Mm-hmm. So like whenever I want to get like new shoes or like uh new like more like streetwear style clothes from like outdoor vendors, they'll be like, "Oh, this costs this costs like forty dollars," <laughs> and I'm like, "That's too much," and they're like, "Okay, how much do you want to pay for it?" Like, then they get all sickly sweet. Mm. But, like, this entire interaction has to happen in Korean. So they'll just be like... Right. It can't happen in English. Like, I'll just be like, 
이거 얼마예요? And they're like, 이거요? 어, 4면원이에요. And I'm like, 어, 비싸요. <laughs> so like, there's like a whole sort of like way that you have to talk for yeah. them to be like, oh, she's cute. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to her for a lower price. Because in my head, I'm like, bitch, there's no way this costs 40 fucking dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they know it too. They know it too. Yeah. But, like, if people can't haggle, like, some people are just gullible like that. Like, I've, it's, and it's not entirely because they're gullible. It could just be, like, um, they don't understand the money conversion. Mm-hmm. Or they, like, they think they're getting a good deal. Or, like, <laughs> they just, they just hand over. I saw, I saw this one video. It was, like, a K-pop idol was in Thailand or something. And he just handed over all of his money to the vendor and then she like picked out the money she wanted and then gave it back to him oh my god and then she's like wait a minute what have i just done it's like you fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) but some people do that that's true some people do do that but like but like you have to there's a certain way to go about it especially if you're like Mm -hmm. a foreign girl (laughs) Oh then you have to be like charming. <laughs> do you do and... that? Do you do that face? You know, every single time. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I talk to my kids. My yeah. kids will be like, "Like teacher, you're cute," and I'm like, "I'm cute." <laughs> no, they're like, "Yes." That, do and they I'm start like, really? doing it? <laughs> and they're like, "Yes," and I'm like, "Oh, I thank you." And they're like, "I love you, teacher," and I'm like, "I love you too." <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute and adorable. Oh my gosh. Do your kids start doing that too? Yes. <laughs> my kids do all sorts of shit they're not supposed to. <laughs> what have you I done, Star? What have you done? Okay, so like my kids, if they're like really like fed up with something, they just go like bruh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my god. That's fucking great actually. <laughs> or like if I want the if I want to get their attention. I'll be like, this class is straight busting. And then they go, sheesh. Oh, no. Uh, Keep in mind, they're four and five years old. No. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Those kids. Those parents are like, what the fuck is going on with my kid right now? They'll they'll come into school and be like, yeah, (laughs) teacher. Oh, no. They're like, what's good? <laughs> they seriously say that? <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's so great. I love it. I love it. But You're... yeah, haggling was pretty easy to get used to. Haggling for prices. I've gotten some pretty good deals on some boots. Nice. You do have a good boot collection, as I, as I heard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the best. And you've got even got, more, like, and you got even more at home, right? Yeah, <laughs> I only have like three pairs of boots in Korea, and then like maybe six pairs of heels. But then in America, I have like, uh, I want to say twenty pairs of boots. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of boots. Because uh, Kim Kardashian makes some great shoes, man. What can I say? Do they? I would not know. I would not know. <laughs> you buy five pairs, you get a pair for free. What can I say? <laughs> Oh my god! Your first pair, your first pair is ten dollars. Like that's a deal, man. <laughs> that is a pretty good deal. 
pretty good. <laughs> now, what are you gonna do about like the things that you that you have in Korea when you move back? Like, are you just gonna? Oh man, I'm trashing it, or I'm giving it away, or I'm donating it, or selling it, or something. Like, so you... I have to get rid of at least ninety percent of my shit before I get, before I get out of this country. <laughs> so you're um... okay with letting go of things, right? No, I'm a hoarder. Like I'm gonna. I had just. I had so many flowers. You saw them, right? I did see them. Oh, Look they're all that. gone. They're all gone. I oh. had to throw them all away. Oh no! <laughs> I have three bouquets there, and they are for my friend uh-huh. because she like plucked them off my wall, and she's like, "These are nice," and I'm like, "Please take them. <laughs> take them. Take them all. You be a good foster mother." <laughs> I remember that wall being full of flowers. Yeah, they're all just done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're not staying there much longer, right? No, I am out of here in uh, three and a half months. So I really got to get throwing this stuff out. How much uh, would you say you've thrown out or got rid of? Nothing. (laughs) Actually, that's a lie. I've gotten rid of, I want to say... I have to get rid of a lot more clothes before I leave because I still have a ton of clothes in America as well. And like right. with the clothes that I'm living off of right now, I really don't miss the clothes that I'm not wearing. So sure. I think right now is like the perfect time to like start getting rid of more of my clothing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and did, then. Do they have like I a think, Goodwill over there or something like that? I wish, but all they have is like, they have these giant like clothing dumpsters on the street. But then, like, if you put your clothes in the dumpster, then, like, people will, like, go dumpster diving, and they'll take all of the nice clothes out, and then they'll go sell them. And they'll get money out of your clothes. So it's like, what's the point? I should just sell it myself. Yeah. But, like, also, there's so many homeless people in Korea that maybe I should just be like, fuck it. They need the money more than I do. Yeah. Really? There's a lot of homeless people in Korea? There's so many homeless people. Like, so there's like, there, uh, this is gonna sound really harsh when I say it. Go for it. We have like, there's like a meme group on Facebook where we just post memes about Korea. And it's like, meet, meet the people in my goo or like my district. Goo is like Korean for district. Okay. And so, like, in the really, like, high fashion areas, there's these, like, double amputees that, like, cruise around on skateboards begging for money. Oh, my gosh. What? Yeah. And so we just call them the skateboard amputee guys (laughs) that we always avoid eye contact with. What? Because, like, we're pretty sure that they have two legs. Mm -hmm. Like, we think they just wear, like... baggy sweatpants and then just put both of their legs into one like leg yeah sweatpants and then cruise around like on their stomach with the skateboard just like begging for money oh that's kind of fucked up and then there's like there's like the homeless people that are not korean that like sit outside in the foreigner district at the station and they just go hello and shake their cup at you and you're like oh ah and then like the there's like a really big station called Soul Station, and there's just so many homeless people around there, and that's like 
the big station where like all of the military from outside of Seoul, they come in through that station or like the other Yongsan station, like the other big station. Mm-hmm. Or like Seoul station is the end of the airport line. So like people from the airport coming all wow. the way to Seoul station. So it's like people from the airport coming with all of their like nice fancy luggages and all of their like money. So the homeless people are like sitting outside looking depressing. Yeah. So that the like new arrivals, the new tourists are like, oh my God, I must give them money. Yeah. Wow. And like, I, there's a lot of beggars in Korea that will ask for money that way. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's, overwhelming sometimes and i feel bad when i avoid them but like uh i'm yeah i'm in no position to like give money to the homeless when i blame you send so much money back to america for my family like i have to sorry i have to think about my family first buddy true so why do you why do you think there is such a, a high rate of or high population of homeless people? Uh, I think it's because there's, like, no social security in place for the older generation. So, so it's a lot of, like, like, older people? Yeah, it's a lot of older people. Um, So, like, the Korean War was very recent. And right. so all of the people from the Korean War and from the Japanese occupation are still alive. Like a lot of them are still alive, and that entire generation is just struggling to like that's take kinda, care of themselves. That's kind of sh- that's really shitty, honestly. Yeah, and like the government, when it comes to these people that were like in their teens, in their twenties, and thirties during that era, like it, they just don't give a shit about them. They like wow, it's. If they don't have a family, if they don't have anyone to care for them, then they have no source of income. So they like they'll start at like the crack of dawn, like collecting cardboard and they'll have like a mountain of cardboard on this wagon and then they'll go turn it into like recycling and get like five dollars for it. Really? Wow. Yeah. And and there's like um there's these we call them ajumas they're like elderly like not elderly women but like older women like 50 mm-hmm. and up that um they they'll go to the parks and they'll sell these little drinks right but selling the drinks is a cover up because they're actually prostitutes what yeah, so, like, the older generation, like, they've kind of been discarded, and it's really sad to see, because the Korean government will be like, oh, we fight so hard for the comfort women that, like, the Korean comfort women that Japan took, and we fight so hard for, like, Korea to, like, be recognized as, like, a proper nation, but then, like, they don't want yeah like homelessness is a big problem 
in a lot of places around the world and it is a hard like issue to fix like there's no like strong way to take care of that and like i definitely don't have the answers to fix it but i also don't want to sit here and just bash on a country for being like why do you have so many fucking homeless people yeah do something about it like (laughs) america has so many homeless people yeah but it is sad to see like um even Korean men over the age of 50 that like married their company, mm-hmm. if they don't have a wife, if they don't have children, if they're over the age of 50, they're like, I don't have anyone to take care of me when yeah. I get old. And I don't want to end up like these people on the street. So they just kill themselves. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Like the the suicide rate in korea is really high but it's not the demographic that everyone thinks they usually think it's like teenagers or like young adults but it's mostly like men over the age of 50 wow with no family yeah and especially those that have served in like the war for them you know yeah and like it it's really hard to see it like I I don't like when I see police boats on the river because I know that they're searching for a body. Like I don't I don't like seeing shoes on the bridge. Like they'll take off their shoes before they jump. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I I think it's like they want to be gone, but they don't want to be lost. Like they they might like have their shoes there, and then they'll have like a note inside their shoes. Yeah, that, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Wow. But, uh, yeah, it's difficult. That's crazy. Yeah. Most people don't even know that or under- realize that, you know. It's really hard. Like, it's a really stressful country to live in. It's stressful for everyone. Like, foreigners, it's stressful for Koreans, it's stressful for the kids, it's stressful for the elderly. Like, there's just a lot of stress in this country. And it it can get to you. And when mental health isn't really advocated for in the country that you're living in you kind of see why these people feel like they only have one option Mm -hmm. so you're very limited yeah but mental health is becoming like they're becoming more aware of mental health in this country and they're starting to progress in that sense but it's it's very slow moving, mm. but so like hopefully within the next ten to fifteen years there will be some major changes. Still a long long ways away though. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like where I live in Korea in Itaewon, this neighborhood fifteen years ago was nothing. There was great. nothing here. Wow, it was a dirt road with like, like it was just gross. It was just like a fish market, basically. Wow. Or like, wow. well, Itaewon was not a fish market. Itaewon was like, uh, 
peaches. I think this is where everyone got peaches from. <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly, it was like an area named for their peaches. I'm trying yeah. to remember. Yeah. I'll have to ask my friend. She's a Korean historian, so oh. she'd know. Nice. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Good insight. Good insight. Yeah. All right. Next one. Next question. What types of food are overrated or overhyped in Korea that most people talk about? Okay, like, there's some really good Korean foods that people talk about all the time. They're like, oh my god, bulgogi. It's like, bro. <laughs> First of all, it's not pronounced bulgogi. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I'm pretty sure, like, 99.9% .9 of us Americans say bulgogi. Yeah. It's bulgogi. Wait, say that again? Bulgogi. Bulgogi? Bulgogi. Bul. 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 I'm totally butchering this. <laughs> so, bul is like the Korean word for like fire. Uh huh. So, it's spelled like, uh, like a B U L sound. Uh huh. Bul. 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 Did I say that right? Bulgogi. Bul. Bulgogi. Bul. No, I'm still butchering it. I'm. It's I, cool. I'm probably saying it like too, like overpronounced. Anyways, bulgogi. Oh, I. But you, like, you can see, you can hear the difference though. Yeah, I mean, like bulgogi is really good. So I won't say that's overrated or overhyped because I love bulgogi. Um, I really like Korean barbecue. I'm not too fond of samgyeopsal because it's just really fatty and I don't like fatty meats. Mm. But if you get like beef brisket, it's amazing. Or if you get, um, uh, what do I like? I like, uh, it's like marinated beef rib. I think Ooh, it's just kaibi. I love it. <laughs> but it's, it's really good. It's so good. Kaibi-sar? <laughs> I like kaimegi-sar. kaimegi is really good, like, to get for barbecue. And then um, <laughs> a food that I really liked when I lived in America, like a Korean food I really liked in America was called bibimbap. Like bibimbap. Okay. Sim okay. I I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Uh, bibimbap. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bibimbap. I... I really liked it when I lived in America. And then I came to Korea and I was like, God damn, this tastes unseasoned and it tastes like ass. What, what? the fuck? Really? Okay, so what? in America, like you can get peep and pop with like seasoned vegetables and yeah. like it'll be like Western vegetables uh -huh. and you can get like some really tasty like sauces with it it doesn't necessarily have to be like pibim sauce okay but then like in korea when you get pibim pop it's rice and then it's uh bean sprouts um maybe mushrooms it'll be sesame leaves mm -hmm. um hmm. a couple other stuff it'll be like a kind of fried egg and <laughs> kind of fried egg <laughs> I don't know what to call it when it's still like runny. Uh, I mean, like kind of like a sunny side. Is it like a sunny side up kind of thing? 
maybe like yeah easy over easy oh yeah poached it's not called over easy right is it poached i think it's poached i don't know it's something it's a it's a runny egg that's delicious (laughs) yes it is poached because then when you poke (laughs) it it runs yes it is yeah 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 it's a poached egg you got it yeah but like maybe it's just because i don't like the sauce it's like the sauce that comes with it is really thick Mm. it's it's like gochujang, but not the same as gochujang. Right. But it is, it's very thick and grainy. And you can't, at least I personally cannot mix it really evenly <laughs> throughout the bibimbap. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't, I don't enjoy it. So, no. but, uh, if I am eating bibimbap, I'll be eating it with tteokbokki. So I'll take the sauce from the tteokbokki and I'll put it into my bibimbap to like mm. eat it that way. So at least that way you have flavor, right? Yeah, because like um, tteokbokki is usually pretty mild, right? And like, so it's like you get the you get the flavor you want without like it being, I guess, overbearing with the spice or whatever. Right. Unless you like it, I don't you know. But. Like I don't I don't like tteokbokki is also made with gochujang. Yes, yes. But it's like it's different somehow, you know? But like in almost every Korean dish it's gochujang and garlic. <laughs> but like I like the gochujang in tteokbokki more than I like the gochujang in pibim sauce. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a smooth mixture. It's not so thick. Yeah. And I can agree to that. Textured. There's a lot of texture in the sauce. <laughs> but, um. Te- <laughs> texture is important. Well, my tongue doesn't like that texture. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, a food that's overrated, other than pibimbap. Yeah. Uh. Honestly, I feel like if you were to talk to an American about Korean food and they didn't know anything about Korean food except what they get at the kind of Korean restaurant in their hometown, mm-hmm. then they'd be like, oh, yeah, the tapaki and the bulgogi. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, tteokbokki is amazing. Bulgogi is amazing. Korean barbecue is amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, Are there a lot of Korean barbecue places in Korea? Yes. That's like Korea's main source of income, I <laughs> is, feel like. Is it really? <laughs> is Korean barbecue or like pochas. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, but that's not overrated, overhyped. <laughs> no, I, I fully think it's delicious. Like, I just think bibimbap sucks. <laughs> what about like wait I, I know like some people say kimchi is like it, it's debatable if it's made for in, in korea or like japan right have you heard about that what the fuck it's definitely made in korea <laughs> no there's literally a thing to where <laughs> i think japan is trying to claim it as their as their as their own okay but like there's all of these comic strips 
or like not comic strips there's like these like historical writings where it's like Japanese people came to see Korean people and they're like oh my god what's that smell and it's the smell of fermenting kimchi in the ground <laughs> like it's like bro Japan you can't try to claim something that's yours when you straight up said that it smells like horse shit like go away <laughs> You took oh. everything from this country. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Let them have one thing. God. True, true. <laughs> Does kimchi taste the same as it is uh, in the States as well? Oh my god. My favorite thing is like when Korean people meet foreigners, they're like, oh, do you know kimchi? It might be too spicy for foreigners. And I look at them and I'm like, kimchi is not fucking spicy. What are you talking about? They're like, oh, I think you just think it's too spicy, so you don't eat it. And I'm like, bitch, that shit tastes like vinegar. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's this comic strip somewhere. It's like, it's a Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, uh, really? Comic strip where they've made, uh, the tiger is Hobbes, right? Nice, nice. So where they have the tiger and he's pretending to be a Korean guy and he's like, oh, do you know kimchi? I think it might be too spicy. And then Calvin is like, yes, I know kimchi. And then the tiger is just like, oh, I think it's too spicy for foreigner. And then Calvin is just like, it's not fucking, it's not that fucking spicy. And then Cal the tiger is just like, oh, I think it's too spicy for foreigner. It's like, shut up. It's exactly how like, it goes. Yeah, it ta it tastes like vinegar. <laughs> like that's it. It's true. It's not spicy at I, all. I really like the on occasion I like the taste of kimchi because like I really like pickles, you know? Yeah. And me like too. it's it's like pickles are like pickled fermented cucumbers. Yeah. Kimchi is pickled fermented cabbage. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh yeah, if I can't get some pickles, then I'll take some kimchi right now. Why not, right? And there's like so many kinds of kimchi. There's yes. cucumber kimchi. There's pick kimchi. There's uh sweet potato kimchi. There's uh bean sprout kimchi. There's so many kinds of kimchi. Yeah. So like if you don't like one kimchi, you might like another kimchi. Like there's so many options. You have a plethora to choose from. <laughs> like you can't you can't hate kimchi if you haven't tried all the kimchi. Exactly. Because, yeah, no, most people just think of kimchi as that type of kimchi, which is the, yeah. the cabbage, right? Yeah. And I like I like my kimchi to be really crunchy. Like, Ooh. I can't, I don't like it when my kimchi is all soft. It has like to be the crunchy soft. kimchi. <laughs> but I like cold kimchi. So when they're when they start grilling the kimchi with the Korean barbecue, I'm like, that kimchi is all yours. I'll take this kimchi over here, the nice and cold kimchi. Thanks. What I don't do you... like warm vegetables. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Any me... warm vegetable is just a turn off. Like I don't want I don't want a warm, soft vegetable in my mouth. No, what? No. <laughs> like, like fuck not, your not boiled like... carrots, man. You don't like you don't like boiled carrots or like you know no. What about like broccoli or? I mean, I do like some steamed broccoli with some lemon. Oh, oh. that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have some that are, are that that will be cooked, right? Yeah. What do you usually? I, I just for your kimchi. What do you usually like to eat it with? 
Just by itself? Uh, or? Oh, so like, usually when I have kimchi, I'll have it with the Korean barbecue. Or like, I will have kimchi when I do when I eat peep and pop. Like, so in Korea, eating eating is like a little bit different. Because like, you have all the banchan, all the side dishes. So like, in yeah. Korea, you'll have like, you'll have your entree. Or, like, your main dish, which could be, like, if you're doing barbecue, it'll be your cooked meat. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you'll have your cabbage kimchi, your um, your bean sprout kimchi. You might have doenjang jjigae. You might have keranjim, which is my favorite thing in this entire world. What is it's that? Just like, it's just, like, um, jin. It's, like, this tiny cast iron bowl. And they put, like, 12 eggs in it. And they, like, scramble them up. And then they like cook them, and it's just nice and all bubbly and just that's, ooh. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very nice looking. I appreciate Kananjin like a lot. That's, and uh, sounds great, actually. I'm getting hungry now. Yeah, <laughs> it's delicious. Um, oh, what else? Oh, there will be like potato salad or macaroni salad as well. Like at least in the foreigner district, they've adopted some like more Western style banchan. In my opinion, like I know there's macaroni salad and potato salad in Korea, but like I feel like those are more recent things. Okay, nice. Yeah, (laughs) and then like you'll also have like you'll have your sauces like your samdong, which you're supposed to dip your meat in. Yeah, and then you'll have your oil and your salt and pepper, salt and pepper mixture, and then your lettuce, of course. So like. I like to take my lettuce and then I'll put maybe like some some kimchi in it and then I'll take some fried meat and I'll dip it in the samjang or I'll dip it in the like salt pepper oil and then I'll put it in the lettuce and then I'll wrap it up and just like my jaw will unhinge like a snake and then just <laughs> swallow it whole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could just picture you eating it like that. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a mukbang someday. Yes! <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> Record yeah. it and then show it, uh, you know, share it with us on Discord. Oh, yeah. I'll be like, hey, yo, Koreans, are you jealous? Because this is so much cheaper in Korea <laughs> than it is in America. <laughs> True. It's like I paid thirteen dollars for this meat. How much did you pay? Thirty-two. Sounds like it. Yep. And you yeah. got less than I did. Woo! Probably. How big are the portions? Okay, so when you go to like, it's really hard to like eat for one mm-hmm. at like a Korean barbecue place, right? Because or like. In most restaurants, like most sit-down restaurants, that's not a fast food place. Like, it's mostly always you have to be in, like, a couple or, like, a group. Like, you can't go as one person to go eat Korean barbecue. Right. Because they have, like, a rule that you have to order inbun, which means, like, like two servings or, like, for two people. So, so yeah, like, inbun of meat is... Uh, like 400 grams mm-hmm. of meat, which <laughs> now that I think about it, I don't know what like the conversion would be. It's quite a bit of meat. 
but you yeah. can also go to like <laughs> that's a lot that's quite a bit of meat oh i was just yeah. like thinking about that i was like 400 grams yeah but if you wanted to order for one person they'll give you like they'll give you like uh like 150 or like 120 grams of meat what yeah but uh some places like the all you can eat meat places if you have too much meat left over then they will charge you for the uneaten meat because right. they have to put it into waste so. yeah that, that makes sense yeah that, same yeah thing here. I think most but i totally prefer the all you can eat meat places because it's like 11 dollars, and you just get to eat meat for at least two hours <laughs> it's like yeah so good <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> love it love it I kind of want to go to a Korean barbecue place again soon. Yeah. I bet it's better. It tastes, it's probably tastes better in Korea, right? Uh, probably. probably. I mean, some of their meat, they get shipped from America. So, like... Oh. What the? Know. Okay. <laughs> That's They'll have, like, Australian beef or American yeah. beef. Yeah. Because Korean beef is really expensive, but I've never seen a cow in Korea, and none of neither none of my friends have seen a cow in Korea. So what? we're like, are there really cows in Korea? Is it like a myth, or why are there no cows in <laughs> I, I Korea? I don't know. I don't know. We're just like we're just concerned that we're not eating actual meat, you know? It's 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 human meat. I'm just kidding. Don't let's not go down that rabbit hole. Oh, not yet. Anyways. <laughs> not yet. Oh my god. Okay, that's enough food for now. Whew. Uh, <laughs> okay, next, next question. How's the nightlife in Korea? Oh my gosh, the nightlife in Korea since, since is you love so party. good. Okay, so a lot of my friends, they're like, they work for, they're like event planners or they're like, they work for these giant like promotion, party promotion companies. So, like, I get a lot of guest lists, or at least pre-COVID, I had a lot of guest lists for, like, uh, these really big parties here in Korea, and I would get a lot of people to go and to get on these guest lists, so I just, like, built a nice, like, party crew with all of these other people. Like, it wasn't just me building this crew, but we have, like, a whole network. Wow. So, oh my God. like, at least for my friend groups and I, oh. I don't like bragging about it, but my friends brag about it for me all the time. So I feel like I should have a chance to like brag about it myself. Why not? Like, Why not? Go for it. <laughs> okay. So like this is this is what my friends will tell you. They'll be like, if you need a party, call Star. If you need a bottle, call Star. If you need a Damn. guest list, call Star. Like <laughs> It's like, if you need anything related to nightlife or partying, call Star and she will get you where you need to be. Wow. And it's like, as accurate as, as that is, I don't know if it's accurate anymore because of COVID. <laughs> so, like, so, like, as much as I want to be like, oh, yeah, I still have these connections. Like, who knows? Those connections might have died. True. All I know true. is I still have a yacht for partying. <laughs> you still have a yacht. Hey, yeah, that's all that matters. Still- yeah you're still relevant all right yeah i can get 30 people on that yacht hey yo that's what's up yo that's that's pretty badass all right yeah but like nightlife in korea pre-covid and actually it's starting to bounce back now Mm -hmm. clubs 
Clubs would open at 10 p.m. Clubs would not close until noon the next day. Noon? What? Yeah. That's 10 crazy. A.m. 10 a.m., 10 p.m. the night before to 12 p.m. the next day. Wow, they go hard. It's all that school stress. They're like, we got to go hard. Yeah. And so, like... And it stays packed until that time? Like, that? Yes. So, like, pre-COVID, if it was, like... If I'm, like, yo, I, I'm stressed out from work. I need to go party tonight. I would go out at, like, 9 the last subway train to my house goes at like 11:45 so i'd be like okay if i miss the 11:45 train then i'm going to stay out until the first train comes at 6 a.m. <laughs> that's like and Japan. then go to work right here smelling like soju <laughs> which like every english teacher has done it at least once <laughs> and and your schools don't care like they can't really? stop you from nice. like going out and partying nice they they know they're like all right they know. Bro, I've definitely been hung over teaching my kids phonics. Like <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Like it's I I've been really good with my hangovers though because like my liver probably hates me, but I drink so much <laughs> that my hangovers are like basically non-existent, non-existent. anymore. Oh my gosh, my liver's <laughs> like, "What did you do to me?" Yeah. I'm not an alcoholic, but like <laughs> I I can drink. <laughs> or I'm just really good at hydrating. True, right? But like prior to like COVID, I wouldn't even get drunk. I would just drink and drink and drink, but I would be dancing wow. all the time that I was just sweating out all of the alcohol that I was drinking. So I'd be like, let's do shots, yeah. And then I'd like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going hard drenched in sweat my hair looks like i just took a shower because i'm soaked I'm just, but you don't care you're having fun you're having a good time <laughs> yeah best time though like i'm so excited for this because like i gained a lot of weight during covid because i couldn't like dance it out but <laughs> yeah. now like now, now you're at, you're out friend. back on there <laughs> i'm so stoked i'm uh... so stoked now, you got you only got three and a half months left. You gotta, you gotta no. go all out. And Party Girl Star is back. So <laughs> yo. I'm so excited. But then three and a half months later, you're people like you know, clubs are closing at two o'clock, you know. Yeah, but that's only for four months, and then I get to go party in Ibiza. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, you're going to Ibiza? <laughs> I'm gonna go to Ibiza. That's what's up. You're gonna be partying all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. I so, get really stoked about partying. Yeah. I, I'm still like a college girl, like in in my heart. Hey, it doesn't matter what age you are, you know. I'm still college age though. <laughs> I'm 23. You definitely are. You definitely are. <laughs> still got like 10 more years in you. Yeah. I'm going to be partying until I'm 60, fam. I'm going to keep moisturizing and probably do some Botox to keep looking young as fuck for the rest of my life. I'm going to find the fountain of youth, man. There we go. The fountain of youth. I like it. Florida, here I come. 
I don't know about. I don't know. No, I. I definitely don't think it's in Florida. I've been. I don't know. In that in that Pirates of the Caribbean movie, wasn't it in Florida? I'm. I lived in Florida, and and there's nothing youthful about that place with all those fucking retirees. (laughs) No, definitely not. It's it's definitely a myth. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) There are some plate. There are some youth in there, but. I look yeah. like a UFO. <laughs> You're floating. You're floating. You're a real star. And then on the on the overlay of this video is has stars. So your Honestly, star- my neck kind of blends in with the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> uh, you are a star. You're a star. I like it. So this is a follow-up question to this previous question. What kind of food do you eat after midnight? So, like, you know, what's the go-to food? Okay, so it'll either be, like, a Korean food stall. Like, I'll probably get some, like, some odang or some dokboki. Or I'll get, like, all these little fried, like, crab sticks or fried shrimp. Or, like, it's called kimnari. It's glass noodles wrapped in seaweed and then deep fried, and you can Ooh. dip it in your tteokbokki, and it tastes so good. So that's like I'll probably so get good. that. <laughs> or uh, there's this place called Monster Pizza, where their pizza is only good when you're drunk. So I might get that. <laughs> or uh, if I'm in Itaewon, then I'll get kebabs. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that sounds so good. Yeah. So it's usually like shitty Monster Pizza. Which I actually shitty love that place. Pizza. <laughs> so is it, it shitty or not shitty? Uh, if you're sober, it's not that great. <laughs> but I put so much Parmesan cheese on it, anyways. So it makes it matter. Okay, there you go. There you go. Parmesan cheese like will solve almost anything. Yeah, put some Parmesan cheese on their Spice Girl. Just. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Just salt bay with the Parmesan cheese. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Korean yeah. street food, monster pizza, or kebabs, depending on, like, what, which, like, neighborhood I'm in. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, a few different nightlife neighborhoods. Which makes sense. You, like, bounce yeah. around different neighborhoods, too. Oh, just... it depends. It depends on what kind of night it is. Like, if we're in Gangnam, which is where, like, the 30-plus people club, uh, it, it's kind of annoying because everyone there is car poor. So they're like, oh, come see my Porsche. <laughs> By the way, I live in a studio apartment. <laughs> so their whole thing is based on, the, on their car. Yeah. Or, like... If it's just not popping, because, like, it it can be difficult for some foreigners to get into clubs in Gangnam. So we might go to Hongdae, which, like, that's, like, the college area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and sometimes it can be difficult for foreigners to get into clubs in Hongdae. Or, like, if you're over the age of 30, then it's difficult to get into clubs there. And so we'll be like, okay, fuck you guys. Let's go to Itaewon, which is the foreigner area. So then we can get into clubs. <laughs> Yeah. No matter our age, no matter our race, no matter our nationality, mm-hmm. we can get drunk for cheap, then we can have kebabs, and then we can just all crash at my place nice. afterwards. 
<laughs> why why is it like age limiting? Uh because a lot of things are about appearance in this country. So like like people might not want to go to a club if they see like old people going or like they won't want to go to a club if they see non-koreans going Wait, 30 years old is old to them yeah what it if you're like a 19 year old university student you don't want to be clubbing with 35 year olds <laughs> unless they're going to be buying you drinks because you're like some tight little whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to be hitting up those dills or those, you know, mills or cougars or, you know. <laughs> it depends, really. Right? Like, they have to be at my same level of attractiveness for me to hit on them. Wow, that <laughs> makes me sound really conceited. <laughs> wow, star. <laughs> okay, I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I want. <laughs> yeah. And it's not you. Yeah, Damn. exactly. Damn. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here with your I got two kids and an ex-wife. Fuck off, bro. I got baby mama problems. <laughs> that sounds really like that sounds like I hate like baby daddies. I promise I don't hate baby daddies. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh, sure. That's what they all say. Okay. It's like you're 23 years old, okay? <laughs> Hey, I'm basically a mom to, like, I'm a part-time mom to my students, okay? Yeah, that's true. These kids see me more every week than they see their parents. <laughs> that's true. Some of them call me mom. Do they? I I, I bet, because, you know, yeah. if they see you more often than their parents. You know. Yeah. It, it's really awkward at first, but I've had more kids at my preschool in America call me mom than here. Does that ever want you to like have kids or no? I like being I like being the part-time mom. Like I don't want to actually give birth. I would love to adopt a baby. Like it doesn't even have to be a baby. Like I my grandparents fostered kids a lot and so like I've always wanted to like foster and adopt kids. Because, like, there's so many kids that don't have loving families that all they want is a loving family. And especially kids that are in the system, especially in the United States, like, they're usually in the system, like, more so after they're, like, mm -hmm. six or seven years old. Yeah. And by the time they're six or seven, they're already considered problem children. So no one wants to foster them or adopt yeah. them or anything. Yeah. And so, like, these kids they'll stay in the system until they're 18 and then like because the system in america treats these kids so poorly they're just they're in and out of juvie they're in and out of jail they're in and out of prison like they are not able to have a stable life because they were never given even the basics of maslow's hierarchy of needs and that's what every child needs to thrive that's why they go so to games can, you know yeah so if I can foster, like, even one kid and, like, even if I foster them when they're six and their parents get better by the time the kid is, like, 10 and the kid wants to go back to live with their parents and their kid is that kid is able to have a better life mm -hmm. just because they had that stability until their parents could get better, then even that 
like I would feel good doing that, making yeah. sure that that kid is able to have that stability that they need to be able to grow and flourish and have like the ability to communicate their feelings and to express their emotions in a healthy way instead of in self-destructive patterns that we usually see these foster kids have to go through in society because they were never given a chance. Yeah. Yeah. It is really hard to see. It's, you know, more common than not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to go down that dark rabbit hole, but (laughs) no, like, I like talking about like yeah. serious issues like this. They yeah, I like it too. Yeah. I'm really I'm really passionate when it comes to like protecting youth. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna and, like have you ever thought about then like opening up like for say business for that? Uh I I can't see myself making money off of like that like right i i feel like it would have to be like a non-profit organization kind of thing right like i it it sounds so wrong to be like hey like this is a fostering service for children like they're not they're not dogs right like it it feels more wrong mm-hmm. to like try to pawn them off as like your new family pet mm-hmm. by yeah. like being like, oh, pay fifty dollars to foster this child right today. Like, no. Oh. Yeah. It is that, that sounds like human trafficking. I'm sorry. It really does. It really does. Um but it's it is it is pretty rough. Like difficult to do yeah definitely but i like that i like i like how passionate you are about it and you know yeah uh it is definitely serious stuff i like it um okay uh next question uh what's the go-to spot for friends to hang out Uh, well it depends on what you and your friends want to do that evening (laughs) so like Give us some recommendations. When, so, like, honestly, this first recommendation, it's going to sound like complete shit, but it is everyone's favorite. So, if we're all meeting up in home day, we're going to be like, hey, let's go meet at the playground. <laughs> the playground is literally just a park, like a brick park. There's no like playground equipment there used to be playground equipment there's not anymore what happened yeah uh it's it's not a place for kids anymore so they took out the playground equipment because it's just (laughs) college kids getting drunk there now but like so like it's just everyone's favorite place like we go there we pregame we probably drink too much before 10 then we go get shit-faced at a club so they so fully, like, wait. So they fully acknowledge that it's a drinking spot. Yeah, <laughs> because it's right next to it's right next to the university. Oh. Like, there's no like elementary school or middle school. There's no like residential area. It's kind of weird town. to have a so playground like, there then. Because I, I think back in the day before, like college kids developed drinking problems, it was probably a pretty safe spot for kids to be. Probably. 
but like now there's like homeless people riding around on bicycles, waving around broomsticks and katanas, like nunchucks. Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> nunchucks? Yeah, this there's like this one homeless man, he rides around on a bicycle and he'll like ride past a tree and he'll like shing, like pull out a katana or a broomstick or nunchucks and he'll just be like ah, riding his bicycle and we're like, bro, are we jousting right now? <laughs> something he's on something doing something whatever yeah there's always there's also like npr playing there all the time and there's busters or like oh my gosh there's this one guy he's um he's an engineering professor at the local university and he just comes and he'll like pull out these big ass speakers and he'll just play reggaeton and then we'll all just start like dancing in the playground and it's like the coolest thing that's great. Oh. oh man. It's it's always been a fun time there. And uh yeah, pre-COVID it was really the spot, but now it's been like converted into a COVID testing center. So we can't meet there anymore. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. But um we uh we like to um if we just want to have a chill night, then we'll go smoke shisha, smoke hookah. Oh, okay. Nice. Like, um, all of my friends and my friends' friends own pretty much every hookah bar in Seoul. Yeah, so well, that is we cool. have like you got the hookup. Yeah, we have pretty good picking nice. for hookah. Hookah pay, is hookah one. pretty popular there too? Um, recently, yeah. Oh, recently. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, like. Um, so Korea has always had like a really good relationship with Iran. Mm-hmm. So, like, even even in these two countries, they have like complete areas named after like cities. Like in in Iran, there's like this entire area called like Seoul Street, Seoul Village, everything. And then in Korea, there's like the capital of Iran is Tehran. So there's like Tedan Lo. Lo is like road mm-hmm. in Korean. So it's like Tedan Road. And there's like uh Tedan Gil <laughs> and things like that. So they used to have a really good bond. Yeah. So a lot of Iranians live in Korea. And Korea also has like a kind of okay bond with Turkey. So a lot of Turkish people come over as well. So there's a lot of Iranians and a lot of Turkish people here. And so like that's why there's so many kebab places. That's why there's so many hookah places because um, these two countries kind of like started that like cultural revolution here to get more like Western, yeah. like yeah. like more yeah. more um, cultures from West Asia to come over into East Asia. And so it's been like a really nice like mesh. And they don't seem to mind because like smoking is like a really big issue in Korea. So they're like, oh yeah, hookah's cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool though. That's nice that, that hookah is up and coming in Korea. Yeah, it's really nice. I just wish that hookah tobacco wasn't so expensive. How expensive is it? I don't even know, but it sounds ridiculously priced whenever my friends are like, damn. Okay. It's got to be pricey then. <laughs> yeah. 
Does fast food taste different than it does in the States? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, like, I will say Burger King tastes much better in Korea. But I think McDonald's is better in America. Really? Like, yeah, like, everyone is like, oh, McDonald's in Korea just tastes like higher quality. It's like, it's just because they have a different menu. So they use ingredients from Korea. Wow. <laughs> so, like, they have, like, a purgulgi burger and, like, a fried shrimp burger and stuff. So, like, fried it has those, burger? like, it has those, like, Korean flavors. So right. that's why they think it's higher quality. Because they're like, oh, this tastes like a shitty bulgogi, but it still tastes better than a McDouble. Like, mm, interesting. But uh, McDonald's in Korea doesn't have a McGriddle, so I like <laughs> you miss the McGriddles. McDonald's. I want McGriddles. Oh my gosh, I want an egg white delight on a biscuit. And yep, they're so good. Mm. <laughs> so good. I want an egg white delight on a McGriddle. I want McGriddle buns. McGriddles are so good. <laughs> yeah, I miss McGriddles. Uh, soon, soon you'll be able to get some McGriddles. Yeah, something. <laughs> you said Burger King also tastes good too, right? Yeah, Burger King tastes pretty, pretty mint here. Like it's pretty nice. What about Subway? Because you said you had Subway earlier. Uh, the quality of Subway here tastes about the same as it does in the states. Mm. Like I don't really have like. I I wish they had, um, what's that bread I really like with all the cheese on it? Italian urban cheese? Yeah, the Italian urban cheese. They don't have that here. So I have to get, like, Parmesan oregano. Oh, man, Italian urban cheese is the way to go. I know. So the closest I can get is that Parmesan oregano. (laughs) Oh, man. It's one Italian herb and one cheese. (laughs) 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 As close as I can get. (laughs) Otherwise, it's like honey bread, wheat, rye, white. Nice. nice. And they have shit cheese options. Like, they don't have provolone cheese. What? Yo, I they love They have American provolone. cheese, shredded cheese, mozzarella cheese, and cheddar cheese. What are they they don't even get... have provolone. What do they got against get provolone? Right? I need provolone, Sam. <laughs> How can I eat an Italian Subway sandwich? With my Italian herbs and cheese bread without my fucking provolone. You gotta have provolone in your Italian BMTs. Yeah. What? And you can't even make it spicy here. You can't make a spicy Italian BMT. They don't got spicy sauce. Everything is sweet. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if I want to move to Korea. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. I get that. I'm having second thoughts, fam. I don't know. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, What about any other, like, different fast food spots? Or is it just, like, those ones that you kind of, like, notice? Well, if if we're going to talk about, like, fast food places that are in Korea that we don't have in America, then, like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, why not? So, uh, I think the best fast food place in Korea is called Mom's Touch. Ooh, just the just the name of it sounds good. Really? Because we think it's kind of sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can definitely sound sexual. But 
I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be like Cajun style fried chicken. Yeah. But it's actually pretty bland. Oh. But that's... but they do have some really good fried chicken if you're looking for like bang for your buck. <laughs> but Korea has like the best fried chicken in the world. So see, see, it sounds like a southern type of you know, uh, name of a restaurant. You know. All right. So next question: How did you? This is a two-parter. How did you start no. making friends? And is there any advice you give pe uh, you give to people when approaching others in Korea? Okay, so how I made friends, it was a very unconventional way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I. It's not like I went onto a dating site and was like, "Hey, I just got here, looking to make some friends." Blah, 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 blah. Or it's not like I hopped on to, I guess at the time it was Musical.ly, now it's TikTok. It's not like I hopped on there and was like, hey, just got here, trying to make some friends. Like, let's just hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> is that how people do it nowadays? Is like, meet up through yeah. TikTok? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't use TikTok, so. Yeah, I, I don't really recommend that. Or, like, people will, they'll, like, just find Facebook groups and shit. But, like, <laughs> basically, it was my first day in Korea. And at, that at this point, I lived alone. Okay. So, Oh, your roommates haven't gotten like, there yet? Uh, yeah, I hadn't moved in with them yet. Oh. So, I, uh, I, I, like, I didn't have a working phone, Ooh. like, uh, my phone would work on Wi-Fi, but, like, I didn't have access to, like, data or anything or roaming. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and, like, I didn't have any friends, and I didn't really speak Korean at the time. And so I was just, like, crying in my apartment. Like, I don't want to be here. I want to go back home. Aww, like, I, I was 21. Like, I was... It was my first time, like, being anywhere, like by myself like even when i went to other foreign countries like by driving i was with other people but this was like i moved to the other side of the world by myself yeah. freshly graduating like all alone not speaking the language yeah <laughs> and not, like, yeah and so and like i have a lot of anxiety so like it all just like came to came to a head like my like first morning in korea i stayed in my apartment all day i i like i didn't feel like i could do anything and then i said you know what fuck it i used the wi-fi in my apartment i charted i had to get from my apartment to the airport to get a wi-fi egg so that i could like carry wi-fi with me when I went out so that I would still have like access to the internet and be able to like talk to my family and stuff. Right. And I can use cacao, like the messaging app on Wi-Fi. So that was another plus to having the Wi-Fi egg. So I screenshotted the entire way to the airport. Took me two three hours in total oh my God. to get to get to the airport and back to my apartment 
And then I'm like, okay, now I'm able to like mobilize myself. And then I made myself look hot as fuck. And then I went out to where I thought Hongdae was. <laughs> you thought? I found it. Yeah, because I didn't know. <laughs> like, I knew Hongdae was the place to be. Yeah. But I didn't know where it was exactly. So I found it. And I went straight to the playground where I, that night, I met this guy named Ramen, who to this day is my best friend. <laughs> my. Like, I would n- I wouldn't be anywhere without Ramen. Without Ramen. And That's his name. <laughs> he's Persian, so his name is actually Ramin. Oh, Ramin, okay. It's R A M I N, like Ramen, and oh. it means friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's like the capybara of humans. He's he just collects people. Yeah. With his giant like Persian beard. He's like Santa yes. Claus. <laughs> He has a huge beard. So, <laughs> so he like he collected me, my small self, and then he showed me the ropes, and now we like run Korea together with our group of friends. Nice, nice. We are we are the go to wags if you need anything. Go to wags. <laughs> yeah. So like wagulgin is the Korean word for foreigner. Mm. So like. Foreigners refer, refer to themselves as WEGS, W-A-E-G-S, WEGS. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, okay. like, we're the WEGS, okay. we're the WEGS you need <laughs> to get shit done. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, it's like, um, have you seen Shawshank Redemption? Mm, no, but I know what it is. Okay, well, Morgan Freeman's character is named Red. Mm-hmm. And he is your go-to guy in the prison if you need anything. Ooh, Morgan Freeman. That's, ba- that's basically what my friend group is. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. That's a definitely an unconventional way of meeting or making making friends. Yeah. That's a... I I don't recommend doing that if you're very introverted. I'm very introverted, but I also have moments of like you definitely do have your it. moments. <laughs> like you, you just flip the switch. It's like all right. Yeah, I'm like I don't give a shit anymore. If I don't make any friends, it's cool. I'll go at it alone. I don't need you fuckers. It's cool. Right? And then and then I made friends. So it's fine. <laughs> But not everybody can do that. Yeah, not everybody so, can do that. Like, is there any advice you'd give to people when approaching others? Like, I... I would say, like, Koreans are very standoffish. They will, like... They might try to just avoid you. Like... Unless you're out partying and you're looking like you're having a fantastic time and like you're just partying it up and you're being loud and boisterous, then they'll like want to join you and like be in your group. Mm -hmm. But if that's not your style, then like you don't want to meet people like in a social setting like that. You you might want to go to language exchange, which those can be a little iffy because Especially if you're a girl, like going to a language exchange, um, women are going to be outnumbered like five to one. 
and wow. all the dudes are there to get their dicks wet pretty much <laughs> pretty much so so language exchanges can be really difficult um if you are a foreign girl trying to meet only Koreans in Korea then like there's a chance that they might just be using you to pass their like English exams and then they'll drop you after they finish their exam or like they're using you to like just help improve their English for like when they do go overseas mm. like you have to think about all of these options that you might just be used as an experience and not as like a long-term friend for these people mm. so that, like so if that's you want common? to yeah it's very very common wow so like you you if you want to be friends with koreans then you need to be friends with foreigners that are friends with koreans because that's how you know that like these are people that there aren't really using you yeah. i've gone through this whole thing where i've had koreans and foreign people just use me for the connections that my friends and i have and then like once they think they've surpassed us on a level of like connection, then they stop talking to us. But then they usually fizzle out their connections pretty quickly, and then they have to come back to us to get those connections. Wow, again. that's well, actually good to know. That's good. Yeah, it's um, it's really quite common, and it's kind of depressing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like. It's good to know because that's fucking depressing. You know, You're like, like shit. Life in Korea gets pretty lonely. And I'm not saying that all Koreans are like this. I'm not saying right. all foreigners are like this. But in at least my age bracket, that is commonplace. Like, there's a lot of things that are commonplace in this country that people just completely overlook. And one of those things is how... um this country is quite materialistic and how there's no like camaraderie here. It's always you step on other people to get ahead. Yeah. This country is too competitive for people to like have lasting friendships with people that they view so different from them. Well, it kind of makes sense because it's uh, based a lot on academics, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, because it's so like academically based and so like competitive academically, there isn't really like um, they're not really socialized well. Right. So right. they don't know how to interact with others in a non-competitive format. Definitely can see so, that. So most situations can turn competitive, but there are a lot of like light-hearted fun-loving people in this country you just have to find them and it might take a while but you'll find them and that's what sucks about like you know here in the states people don't understand that um when they're when they don't talk to people because you know oftentimes here in the states it's very easy to just talk to people but yeah. you know but like when they try to talk to you know a foreign exchange student or someone that comes from you know, let's say for this example, Korea, uh, they don't understand that it's not a norm where they live, you know? Yeah. yeah that's pretty like, weird. that's why it can be so hard for, like, exchange students in America to make friends. Because, especially if they're, like, university exchange students and not high school exchange students, like, they might be more reserved because 
they might have like had friends Mm -hmm. that they went to school with but they also had to compete with those friends and they might have lost those friends because of the competition that they had to be in with them so like a lot of people they can feel like here they can feel stressed when it comes to trying to make friends or they can feel like no matter what they'll always have a strange relationship with the people that they try to form connections with because of the competitive nature of the country that they live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very important, you know, but yeah. a lot of people don't realize it or they just blows right by them. What I would say, like advice when approaching others in Korea, download Kakao Talk and search for group chats that are like tagged as like foreigner or tagged as like party or tagged as like I don't know um uh meetup so and if they're pretty active groups then you'll be able to meet some really good people in there and I can always recommend like some good group chats to join if you like are coming to Korea <laughs> Nice. Even if you're not in Korea, you can join the group chats. It's cool. Oh, really? Yeah. As long as you have Kikau. Oh, that's true. That's true. You can be international. Mm -hmm. That's neat. That's that's pretty cool to know. I did not know that. Well, I I did not know that you could join other groups. I did know that you could download Kikau, but I didn't know the joining groups. So, wait, how long did it take you to learn Korean? Uh, and what did you use or what were your methods in being efficient in Korean language? So uh, when I first started learning Korean, I was using GenkiKorean.com. That's how I learned the Korean alphabet and the Korean number system. And then I switched from Genki Korean over to using HelloTalk, which is where I met three of my friends in Korea all three of which I'm not friends with them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they they were the kinds of people that were using me to pass their English exams, mm. which it was a language exchange app, so I don't expect much. Yeah. Um, and then for a little while, I was also using Duolingo, but then I realized, like, halfway through the course, like, wait a minute, this is the Korean course for people learning English. <laughs> oh no! Oh, so my I'm like, God. this isn't helping me at all. Definitely not. At least you and found then, out halfway. Yeah, and then um, I I was using. I had a private Korean tutor, and we were using the Talk to Me in Korean curriculum, which is a a grammar based curriculum. Mm-hmm. So like, my grammar is okay. And then I also have, like, some vocabulary books, some Korean vocabulary books. Yeah. But also just teaching babies is a really good way to learn Korean because, like, your really? Korean level is about the same as theirs. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So, like, a lot of my Korean I've learned mostly just from talking with my students. <laughs> really? What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Wow. But like I I probably live in like 
the easiest area to live in because it's the foreigner district. So it's just a lot of like foreigners. Everybody speaks English. Like the Koreans that live here are really welcoming to foreigners. They're not like racist and xenophobic, like in other parts of the city. That's nice. So like, like I don't have to worry about getting like refused service in restaurants where I live. Whereas in like other parts of the city, they'll be like, Oh no, you can't be in here. Really? <laughs> like we don't we don't want non-koreans in here it's like oh okay i'll just go eat at the place next door that serves the exact same food for cheaper yeah right cool whatever <laughs> <laughs> they're missing out on making money so yeah <laughs> i guess money's not their their worry <laughs> yeah that's interesting hmm. yeah that's pretty interesting that you learn mainly from your students or from kids I I have like perfected understanding baby talk in every language now. I feel like oh my gosh, I'm like so good at baby talk now. <laughs> like my my kids just come up to me and in Korean they'll be like, "What is that? And I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh." Oh, you miss your mom? I'm like, okay. Is that why they start calling you mom? No, usually it's by accident. They'll be like doing something and then they just go like, oh, ma. And I'm like, that's not my name. And they're like, I'm like, that's not my name. They're like, teacher. You're like, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, there you go. Nice. That's adorable. Um, so in Korea, how's navigating and traveling throughout the city or the country? So I feel like if you're like me, then it's super simple because I'm really good with maps. I'm really good at navigation. Like my mom made sure that I knew how to read a map and my mom made sure that I could draw a map from memory. Like when I was like when I started learning how to drive at 15 and a half. So, so like I'm really good at navigating and traveling. I'm better than a lot of my friends, my Korean friends born and raised in Korea at navigating through. So, um, for me, it's pretty easy, but if you're directionally challenged, then have your GPS pulled up at all times. I guess. Right. Use Google. Because, like, the compass is pretty interactive. And also on Kakao Maps, they have this, like, location sharing thing. Because, like, my friends will get lost on their way to my house. And so I'll be like, okay, share your location on the map and I'll just come get you. (laughs) And so it'll just have, like, them pinging. And they'll be, like, walking towards me. And they'll, like, see me on the map walking towards them. And then they'll figure it out. That's nice. So, like, it's really helpful. Like anybody with two brain cells can do it. So yeah, I hope you guys. <laughs> I hope you guys have at least two brain cells. <laughs> Hopefully, right? Fingers crossed. Hopefully. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So for anyone that hasn't been to Korea yet, what are your top five recommended places to go visit? Okay. Well, there's some places that I haven't even gone, but 
for for in Seoul, I will give you one place. It's the largest palace in Korea. It's called Gyeongbokgung. It costs one dollar to get in, but to really add to the experience, you can go to a local shop and rent a hanbok, mm-hmm. traditional Korean dress. I remember you tell me this. Yeah, and then you can go into the palace for free. Yes, renting a hanbok is more expensive than paying the entrance fee to get into the palace, but it's all about the experience. And the palace grounds are massive. It's gorgeous, especially at night. They'll have like they'll have some shows, they'll have like some like projectors. It's like really cool. And um in the spring, it's really pretty because of the cherry blossoms. And in the autumn, it's really pretty because the leaves are changing color. And nice. it's they not have cherry blossoms there? Yeah. Cool. There's a lot of cherry blossoms. <laughs> um, second, if you like surfing, I recommend going to Surfy Beach in Yangyang, which is on, it's on the East Sea. Um, formerly known as the Sea of Japan. Do not call it the Sea of Japan if you're in Korea. Call it the East Sea. <laughs> you can't even call you can't even call the Yellow Sea the Yellow Sea. It's the West Sea. Really? Yeah. They get really offended. I don't know. <laughs> oh, because yellow, right? <sighs> I don't know. But um yeah, the East Sea, if you go to Surfy Beach in Yangyang, then it's like some days it's pretty like nice for getting a good surf in. I don't surf, but my friends do and they're like it's lit. Nice. Um another kind of beachy spot in Busan uh which is south, like very south. Um you can take these this cable car it's like a glass cable car. The entire thing is glass. Ooh. And it'll take you like over the like southern sea in Busan. And you can see like the wave breakers that protect the beach. And you can just see the water. And sometimes you can see Oryokto, which is like one of the islands. Okay. <laughs> and uh, that's really cool. It's a cool experience. Yeah, yeah it's really pretty. And then a little more like cultural oriented. I recommend going to Jinju, not Junju, but Jinju for their lantern festival. It's like this giant festival of like all of these lanterns and it's so beautiful. And they, they shoot off these terrifyingly loud fireworks that sound like cannon blasts. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, around the Lantern Festival time, it's kind of scary being in Korea because the fireworks are so loud. It sounds like we're under attack by North oh. Korea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. It was horrible. It was like my second week in Korea. And all I hear is like fucking cannon blasts outside. And I'm like, oh, my God. Are we under attack? I know we just got like a missile threat. Oh, my yeah. God. Is it real? I just got here. <laughs> Panic attack so early. It's like the ink just dried on that peace treaty. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my god. Yeah. 
Um, so that was the fourth one, going to Jinju for the Lantern Festival. And the last one... Uh... Hmm... This this place is also in Seoul. It's um everything I've recommended is so outdoorsy. <laughs> that's um, fine. What, you know, that's fine. This is my favorite place in Seoul. It's a man-made river called Changyecheon. Mm-hmm. And it flows from from like Gwanghwamun through Jongno which is north of Seoul. Um, Gwanghwamun is right next to the Gyeongbokgung Palace. So, like, you can hit those two in one day. Ooh, nice. So you can go Double. to the palace and do your hanboxing, and then, like, you can leave the palace and then go for a nice walk down Cheonggyecheon. And it's really pretty. Nice. There's, like, there's, like, a nice waterfall at the beginning of it. <clears throat> and then... There's like all these little stepping stones, and there's like um, a penny fountain that you can like throw your wish coins in. And then like there's these little rocks to step across the the river, and there's like projector screens that show like flowers and shapes, and it's pretty. I just like it. <laughs> you like pretty sights, pretty views. That's perfectly fine. And it's like it's in the heart of the city. But it's still so like calm and serene and relaxing there. And they also have a lantern festival. Ooh, nice! Like, yeah, yeah I, I'm all about lantern festivals too. I think they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your top five recommended places. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Next part. How is dating in Korea? It's not great, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, there's a long pause. It, it is not great. <laughs> Why is that? Uh I I don't like talking about dating in Korea because my experience dating in Korea has been a very, very negative experience. Really? So it just makes me sound bitter <laughs> when I talk about it. <laughs> it's okay be bitter (laughs) it's just like i i could be like i'm either really pretty to the point where they think that i'm too good for them or i'm just not pretty enough to the point where no one wants me There's, like, no no in-between. Yeah, there's no (coughs) in-between. Excuse me. Oh, the dust in Korea is so bad. (laughs) So dusty. It's real dusty here. (laughs) Oh. But, like, because I have dark hair and dark eyes, I'm not seen as, like, white enough for them to want to... You gotta have, like, blue eyes? They want blonde hair. They want blondes, really. Uh... Not everybody wants blondes, but like maybe it's just the guys that I'm attracted to that want blondes. Who knows? <laughs> Come on, Star. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I gotta make better choices. <laughs> but, maybe, um... maybe. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah um <laughs> i have experienced like a large like cacao talk friend growth since i've come to korea Uh-huh. And most of those are guys that I have attempted to date. Mm -hmm. Like I came here with like 150 friends. Now I'm at 750 friends. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I would like to say that like at least 500 of those are guys that I've gone on dates with or like mm -hmm. I've showed up for the date and they've stood me up Ooh. or we went out on a first date and then they stood me up on the second date mm -hmm. or... That's pretty or they ghosted me after the first date, or we didn't even have a first date because they ghosted me before then, or um, or they would like date me for a couple weeks and then ghost. The, there has never been communication where they're like, "Hey, I'm not feeling it." It's just immediate ghost. Wow, that's what just yeah. That's and... pretty shitty, honestly. You know, like, I'd rather hear you just say, like, no than ghost, you know? Yeah. Honestly, you're the shitty person for ghosting. It's, like, I have a lot of relationship anxiety now because, like... And it sucks. Every time, you know? every time I, like, start to like someone, I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to ghost me because I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, this isn't even just Korean guys that I'm dating. Right. This it, could be, it could be a white, white guys, it could be black guys, Latino guys, just every guy in Korea, but mostly Korean guys that I've tried this with. Mm -hmm. Recently, it's been better because, like, I've been very upfront and I've been like, hey, if you're not into it, don't ghost me, tell me. Yeah. And so, like, maybe out of every 10 dates I go on, three of them will be up front and be like, hey, <laughs> I'm not into it. Mm -hmm. <sighs> but like dating for me has been really difficult. So, and I really feel like at this point, my standards are just on the floor and mm -hmm. my like expectations are on the floor mm -hmm. and they're still not being met. So, I mean, again, you know, it's like, uh, you have your your own set of standards, which, you know, is always good to have. Just try not to lower them, you know. But yeah. it does suck, though, because, you know, it does. The, it, it is very demoralizing. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm very pretty. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like oh, I'm not. Sure. I'm not, like, above average. Like, I feel like. Out of 10, I'm at least a 7. So, like, <laughs> I feel like seven. I'm not, I feel like I'm not that bad. I'm, like, a 7, this is gonna be too braggy now. I'm, like, a 7 without makeup. I'm, like, an 8.5 with makeup. Yeah. But, like. I've seen you without and, makeup. Yeah, you're definitely attractive without makeup. Thank you. Like, it's just, maybe what I think is attractive and what they think attract attractiveness is just isn't the same. Right. And sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe it's because, like, I'm a little bit chubby. Like, I haven't lost that little bit of fat yet that I'm trying to get rid of. But then, like, I see these other girls, like, 
that they're like not the same size as me. Mm-hmm. They're like a little bit more or a little bit less. And they like have these wonderful boyfriends. But then like I also see that they're blonde and I'm like, is that the only thing that's like keeping me from getting a boyfriend is because I'm not blonde? But you shouldn't have so, to change yourself that way just to get a yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, so I'm kind of over the whole like dating in Korea thing. Yeah. Uh so good advice to females uh in Korea is you know, if you're looking to get a boyfriend and you don't have blonde hair, it's gonna be rough. All of all of my female friends dyed their hair blonde and then they suddenly had boyfriends. I'm okay. like, that has to be the magic. That has to be the answer. Is... I'm not about to be blonde for a man. Yeah, no, definitely not. That is actually kind of, that's actually fucked up. Honestly. Um... I was Alice in Wonderland for Halloween. So, like, I had to wear a blonde wig. Never in my life have I had so many Instagram stalkers than that moment because like they would like they saw me in the blonde wig like on the street and they searched through the halloween tags on instagram until they found my picture so that they could like dm me on instagram Are you serious? wow that and is, then that is like, extreme i is think that's that... a real hair and i'm like no it's a wig that is extreme that is too extreme i think in any like dating culture that is extreme Holy shit. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a bit jarring. Yeah, I can imagine. You know. Yeah. But like I think the coolest thing about like dating in Korea is everyone is like, you look like Scarlett Johansson. I'm like, oh thanks. <laughs> Without the blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I've looked like Scarlett Johansson since I was like fifteen. We just have the same bone structure, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All these people watching this podcast are going to be like, "Who the fuck is this bitch?" Yeah. Who the fuck? We don't know what she looks like. She deleted all of her selfies. <laughs> uh, if only you're on our Discord. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, uh, I deleted all the selfies from the Discord server. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. <laughs> so get, get wrecked. <laughs> uh, uh, definitely nothing wrong with that, honestly. Yeah. So, do you see many, like, Asian male, white female couples? So... Of the people I work with, one of them, like, they're all, they're all white women, okay? One of them has a baby with a Korean man. Two of them are dating Korean men. Um, One of my friends that I don't work with is married and has a baby with a Korean man. Um, I have a lot of friends that casually date Asian men, like... Um, I see a lot of Asian men dating non-Asian women or like they'll 
or like Korean men dating non-Korean women. Mm-hmm. It's very common to see them, but it's not common to see them last for very long. Really? Yeah. Even if they have, um, even if they have like a kid. Yeah, because my my one coworker that has a baby with the Korean guy, her son is like nine years old, and they've been separated since before her son was born. Wow. How old is she? If you don't mind asking. I'm not sure. I think she's in her early thirties now. Cause like. Or her late twenties. Yeah, cause like. Like you said, you know, and I've definitely heard about this a lot is because of age to where like after being 30, they don't, they're not like sought after or anything like that. Yeah. That is really interesting. Now, are they also blonde? No, actually. (laughs) Um, Like that'd that'd be even more fucked up. Holy shit. So, um... My friends that are dating Korean men, so only one of them is blonde, the one that's married and has a baby, but she's, like, naturally blonde. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So she doesn't really count. Um, (laughs) One of the girls, the girl that has a baby or has, he's not a baby, he's eight. The girl that has a child uh she's like she's uh latina she's light-skinned latina Mm -hmm. so she's actually not white but she's the same as me she's white passing yeah she's still like part you know white passing you which is fine yeah white passing not part white just white passing oh white passing okay (laughs) and uh so she um like she has like brunette hair. Uh she colors her hair red though. Oh. And then um the other girl, uh she's been with her boyfriend for like 5 years. She's also Latina. That's white passing. Mm-hmm. I hate that term because oh. like Latinas come in many different shades. Like <laughs> they definitely Like do. white is not only a shade exclusive to white people. For sure. Like definitely not. Definitely not. That's like one thing is like even though I say like white females, it doesn't just doesn't doesn't necessarily mean just white, you know. Yeah. 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 And uh she she has really dark hair and like hazel eyes, mm-hmm. but she met her boyfriend in the States. Like he's he's Korean mm-hmm. but okay. he's not born and raised in Korea. So like we have different there's like different categories for koreans there's like koreans that are born and raised in korea that have not experienced a culture outside of korea like they haven't experienced any other culture Mm -hmm. they're like the korean koreans they're like the most korean person that you'll ever meet yeah and then there's like there's the gyopo koreans who were like either born in korea and then raised abroad or they were born and raised abroad. Uh, Gyopo is supposed to be like a um, derogatory term, but like I haven't met a Gyopo Korean that's offended by the word ever. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, 
just like how wag is supposed to be like a derogatory term <laughs> right? for men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like alien is supposed to be a derogatory term, but we're like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah. But, um, and then there's like your, I wouldn't say kyopos are like born in Korea and then raised abroad because that's not too accurate. Like Korean, Koreans born and raised abroad are more kyopo. But if they, like, spent up to, like, their teenage years in Korea and then they went to, like, they did exchange abroad or something, then they're at least a little bit more cultured. Mm-hmm. But, like, usually, like, Korean-Korean guys are, like, really, or, like, Korean-Koreans in general are really close-minded and they don't really want to do anything other than, like, they... You can compare them to, like, conservative Americans. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, not in a bad way. Just, like, they're they're content where they are, and they're content with what they know. Right. So they don't really have a want or, like, a wanderlust to, like, go out and explore the cultures and explore the world. Mm -hmm. So these are the... Koreans that are most likely to fetishize other cultures and fetishize women from other cultures. Right. And use these men and women for their own personal gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a few times where, like, I've been dating a guy like this or, like, I've been meeting a guy like this Right. And then he'll ghost me, and then three months later he'll be married to a Korean girl. And it's like, wait a minute, did he, did he cheat on this girl with me to like get a, a foreigner experience before marrying a Korean person? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sketchy. Yeah, and then like, my roommates have also had friends who were dating guys like this, where like they would go out for like company dinners to like sexy karaoke rooms. And then they'd go fuck the like karaoke girl workers. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah. That's fucked up. But they don't see prostitution, like paying for a prostitute is cheating on their friend. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, at least this guy didn't. I don't know how they all think, but okay. like, yeah, right, yeah. This guy was like, "It's not cheating because I paid for it." It's like, what? That but doesn't make sense. I feel like then there's the Koreans that like they spent like at least up until their teenage years in Korea, and then they traveled abroad, and so they're like, "Oh yeah, I went to." Most of the guys I meet like this, they're like, oh my gosh, I went to Australia. It was amazing. I loved it there. It's always Australia, which is fine. Australia is grand. But they're always like, I want to go back to Australia. Like, I really loved it there. And so, like, you can tell that they, like, they, it's not always Australia. But, like, 85% (laughs) of the time it's been Australia. That's a huge amount. that's That's a huge amount. Yeah, but they're like, they've like formed a connection with this other culture outside of their own, and they've like been wanting to learn more about that culture. Okay. 
That's great. And then there's like the Gyopo Koreans. I consider Gyopo Koreans like Korean Americans, Korean British Korean, Korean Canadian, Korean Australian. These guys, these girls. But like, they have seen multiple different kinds of people. They've gone to school with all different kinds of people. They've seen every flavor of human being. And so they're just like a very well-rounded human. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're smart. Right. (laughs) Or that they're like, or that they're woke or that they're like culturally sensitive to things. Yeah. But it does mean that they know that they cannot say the N word and get away with it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Koreans. I don't know what it is with them and the N word, but they're obsessed with saying it. I don't know. Really? Man. That that is that is really <sighs> weird. Okay, there will be these black guys that live in Korea and they'll be on TikTok. They're like, just another night in a Korean club and then like it'll be playing like a Kanye West song. And then everybody in the club, or it'll be like, what's that song by Megan Thee Stallion? Where it's like, that's my type, that's my type. I don't even but know. I don't even remember. when it gets to like the N-word part, everyone is just like, N-word! And you're like, what oh the... my god, what is wrong with these people? <sighs> that is, that is really... It's, it's horrifying. <laughs> you don't get a free pass. No. Just because there's no black people around, you do not get a free pass, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but like, also, something else. Also, it's kind of unfortunate because there is a word in Korean that sounds that like sounds, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like it. It was ne ga, which means like me. But then it like. When you're like talking to people that you are like more familiar it, it with, you say like nika, 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 nika. So like that word sometimes can be misinterpreted mm-hmm. as the N word, but that, yeah. it just means me. I. Doesn't mean they're saying the N word. So for people that yeah. are like, oh, what? oh, they're being racist. Not all the time. They are. They aren't. Not all the time. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, yes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's just like Korea is a country that thinks that blackface is okay. Yeah. It's, it's really unfortunate because they're like, oh, we didn't know. Their favorite thing to say is please understand our unique situation. There's a point in time where it's no longer a unique situation and it's just blatantly like it's w- w- what what's the term like willful ignorance <laughs> yeah like you are choosing to not be better because it's not worth your time mm-hmm. like you'd rather just cancel all of the black people from your country than yeah. do anything to not be correct yep. i'm sorry I'm still very upset about that. Like, I'm not upset at the high school kids for doing blackface in the first place. I am upset how Korea as a whole said that it was okay instead of saying, I'm sorry, we'll we'll educate our kids better. That doesn't doesn't help it. That doesn't help at all. It doesn't. Because they're not going to get paid more for that. So, like, why would educators, like, try to enforce it, you know? They've already got much, like, 
as much stuff on their plate already. Like I, I teach my kids about like the civil rights movement and about Ruby bridges Mm -hmm. because I feel like they can really connect with Ruby bridges. That's nice. So, so like they learn about that a lot. Um, especially during black history month, I make sure to talk about a new, um, civil rights figure every day for the whole month. That's good. So, you guys talk yeah. about Black History Month there? No, or, but or you, I make history? it part of my curriculum. That's good. Have a little history in there for different cultures. It's like they can't fire me, so yeah. I might as well try to do something. <laughs> sure. Like, I only teach 12 kids, but if that's 12 kids that won't be racist in the future, then hey. Hey, yeah. That's a win. <laughs> that is a win. Because, you know, it's a trickle-down effect, right? It's just not just yeah. the 12 kids, but whatever else. Like, those 12 that... kids won't be racist, and then, like, any friends they make won't be racist, and then, like, their kids won't be racist, and then their grandkids won't be racist. Yeah. And then maybe someday Korea just won't be racist anymore. <laughs> that probably will never happen, but no. that'll be wonderful. America is still racist, yeah. man. <laughs> Everybody's fucking racist. That's the controversial topic. We won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Woo! All right. Well, that's actually all I have for you today, Star. Um, I had a wonderful time. Uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining uh, You know today's episode. Um, and everyone else listening this far in to the podcast, again, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget. Please to- don't shade me. <laughs> don't shade Star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get to know her more, uh, feel free to join our community Discord uh, for Rising Moon. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, follow our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Star is a UFO. <laughs> uh, make sure feel free to leave some comments below other than that thank you everyone and you have a wonderful day bye